Hey y'all, welcome to Ducks in a Row. We don't have it all together and we don't always get it right, but here we turn to God's Word to help us get our ducks in a row. Here we are guys, 2023, March. It is March of 2023. Cannot believe it, but I can believe it. I'm so excited. I'm so pumped for this year. Um, I wanted to hop on and just update on life lately and kind of what the Lord's been walking me through. And I just wanted to share this 2023 journey with you. So I feel, I feel, 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 feel like, um, the Lord is just doing this brand new thing. And so I just kind of wanted to walk through it with all of you and talk through it. And so let's go. Um, all right. I'm sure that most of you have heard or did hear about the um, Asbury Revival. And we went and I wasn't going to share anything. I really didn't want to share anything. But the Lord's really laid it on my heart to share just a new thing. So that's what we're going to do. So I'm just going to kind of talk about our experience and then talk about some forward things. So we went, we packed up the kids, we had some friends, they packed up their kids and we all went up to Kentucky. It's about a five hour drive, um, it's an impromptu road trip with kids, snacks and stuff everywhere. And we go and we stand in line for about seven hours on that Saturday. And that particular weekend, there were probably like 10 to 20,000 people there. It was just crazy as far as like the amount of people, which was amazing though. It wasn't crazy. It was amazing. That's what I should have said. And it really kind of made you wonder like, why aren't the churches packed like this? But that's a whole nother episode for a whole nother time. Um, the beautiful part of this was one, it just felt so sacred, so humble, so um, gentle, so repentant. There were all types of people there from every class, every economic class, all different types of languages, um, international people. There were a lot of Brazilians. There were a lot of people from the UK, um, just different languages, tribe, nations, tongues. It really made you think of the Bible. Um, people worshiping in line, people praying in line for each other. It was just so beautiful to see. Um, no theological debates, no denominational divisions, just pure, pure heart of Jesus. Just, mm, it was so good. It was just beautiful to see. Um, a beautiful picture of humanity, 100%. And we finally get into the main auditorium and it wasn't really that big, but it was beautiful. It had stained glass windows. It was really pretty. And the worship was just so easy. There were no screens. There were no bright lights, no smoke machines, no, just, I think I, they had a piano. I think they might've had a guitar. I don't even know if people were playing on both at the same time and their students were leading the worship on like the old school microphones that all still have a chord, you know, like 
it wasn't any hyped up type of thing at all. Um, so beautiful. All types of songs, songs that you would hear on the radio today, old hymns, um, a lot of uh, everything they sang was a lot of Spanish. Um, they sang in Spanish. It was beautiful. Um, just thousands of people just in worship at the same time. And everyone, you know, no one was really worried about appearances um, or what if somebody's looked at me. There was none of that. It was just, it was really cool. It was beautiful. Um a lot of uh, Gen Z, and that's where the, the focus was. The students had a majority of the auditorium um, reser- reserved and um, testimonies after testimony of Gen Z college students getting up, sharing deliverance from demonic spirits, deliverance from trauma, addictions, abuse, um, just total heart change is what I would call it. It's like every testimony was, I literally walked in this way and I'm leaving this way. It was so, it was amazing. It was beautiful. And we went to an overflow chapel after we went to the main auditorium. And I, I believe, I think that the environment was the exact same in the, in the overflow, just it's full submission, repentant, hungry for Jesus, just very, um, reverent of the fear of the Lord, just, and, um, so then we leave, and we come back, and I had zero intentions of sharing my experience, I just, it was one, so sacred, and two, I didn't want to come off as, like, braggy, as, like, oh, we're so holy, we went to the revival, like, that was never my intention, ever, uh, but we get back and I was just kind of processing everything and I laid down to take a nap. Hashtag team nap. And um, I just started getting kind of hearing, getting, receiving like sentence, the sentence line after line after line. And it kind of ended up being like an opinionated paragraph essentially of my thoughts from the weekend. And I was like, is this me or is this you? And I just kind of got the impression that the Lord wanted me to share my experience. So I did make a post on social media. Um, I'm just going to read it really quick. This is just what I feel like I was led to share. Um, So it goes, it's not hard to get anyone's attention when you already have a large platform and access to the masses. The question is, are we still enough, humble enough, discerning enough to pay attention to the message and the move? that comes from no fame and no platform. The new thing God is doing will come from seemingly insignificant places and from people who have no following or perks to offer. And that's the point. They've only been seeking an audience of one and they got it. You would have to be quiet enough to hear the whisper, still enough to feel his promptings and humble enough to go to a place that offers nothing but him. And this is just the beginning. And that's really um, kind of what I wanted to more so expound upon here is just, I say all of that to say, I just feel this in my bones that the Lord is doing a new thing. And it's not going to look like anything that we've seen before. Meaning when we hear revival or we hear moves of God, we tend to look for really big, 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 drastic moves. Um large platforms, large uh, churches, 
uh, fame. We, a lot of people, um, like a conference or depending on what denomination you're from, you'll think of different things when you hear revival. Um, if you're from a more charismatic background, you'll know, you'll think very loud, lots of people, maybe a lot of the yelling that moves of the spirit. And if you're from a more conservative denomination, you'll think of, oh yeah, it's when a guy comes in three nights in a row and we go to church and he, and he preaches. Um, but this isn't any of, of those things. Um, I believe that the new thing that he's doing that he's just kind of laid on my heart is it will just, it's intimacy, just the small, quiet, subtle, sweet, intimate moves um, from, from people and places that don't have really anything to offer. There's no pizzazz. There's no followers. There's no mega anything. It will just be from people who have done nothing but seek the heart of the Lord. And then you'll just see this burning desire break out around them. And it may be five people. It may be 20 people. It may be 200 people. And it may grow to a point where it becomes 20,000 people in one place, but the spark and the start will be very small. And I feel like he's really going to do this across the whole world. And I just don't want anybody to miss it. I don't want anyone who wants to know the Lord more or who is seeking the Lord. I just don't want anyone to miss it. Cause I feel like in this season, he is profoundly being extremely generous with his words and his affection and his glory and his speaking and his showing as in what we can see. I just feel like he is walked into a generosity season where he's like, you want it? I will dump it on you. And that's just the sense that I get. And I just don't want anybody to miss it. So I just encourage anyone and everyone now more than ever, just to really to lean in to who he is, his character, his nature, his goodness, his kindness, his heart, how he feels about people, how he feels about situations and things and not so much uh, for what we can get, but for how we can come to know him more. And we can always go and look at scripture and see that Jesus, really the whole Bible, honestly, someone was always pointing to the new thing that God was doing. John the Baptist was preparing the way for Jesus, who was the new thing. Isaiah 43, 19, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? It springs up now. God is always showing us and most of the time gently walking us into a new season at some point. Um, Jesus said in Matthew 9, people do not pour new wine into old wineskins. And the wine is our spirit and the wineskins are our hearts. If they do, the skins will burst. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins and both are preserved. Meaning the Lord does a new thing and he gives us a new spirit especially when we come to salvation, but he can renew our spirit and he puts that and he changes our hearts 
So his, his spirit fills up our hearts and our hearts are changed. And in that our lives are changed and our perspectives are changed and they're shifted. And we start to see things, how he sees things. We start to feel things, how he feels about a topic or a situation. We start to hear clearly on his direction for our lives and how we can not only move forward in his will for our lives that benefits us, but how we can benefit others. In Revelations 21, Jesus said, I am making everything new. And when he comes back, he will. He will make everything new. But here on earth before that day, he still walks into seasons and cycles of new. And this is one of them. He said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Um, The night before Jesus was crucified in the book of Matthew, the Passover meal, where he washed the feet of his disciples and then he broke the bread and explained to them that this was my body. And going into the next verse, he has the cup and he says, you know, this is my blood, which confirms the new covenant between God and his people. My blood is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. So Jesus is talking about the new covenant now that we're in. So I just wanted to share really what's been on my heart. It's just that he is just doing something new, 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 new. And I, like I said, I just don't want anybody to miss it. I really don't. Um, he's pulling us in. He's drawing us in because that's what he does. He doesn't hide things from us or keep us from things, but he does draw us in. So I just want to encourage everybody to lean in more than ever. And that might look like setting some time aside um, and reading his word. It might look like setting some time aside to be quiet and hear from the Lord. It might look like putting some things down and that might be social media or it might be TV at night or it might be you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think what else there is regularly. Um, gatherings of some sort that maybe occupy your time that maybe you don't get the best ROI on your time, things like that. And starting to prioritize him, um, so that you're spending that time with him and you're getting to know him and he is showing you. And I know that I know that I know Jeremiah 29, 13 says, when you seek me with your whole heart, then I will be found by you. He will, especially in this season, I feel like just bless every single effort for us to come to him and to get to know him more. Okay, y'all, the new thing is here. So let's just lean in. Speaking of new things, we're going to have some new voices and some new faces on Ducks in a Row, and I cannot wait to share this all with you. So you can follow us on social media, um, specifically Instagram at Ducks in a Row Podcast, and just be on the lookout for all the new things, and we'll see y'all next time.